It was a humid summer's evening. I was unwinding at home after a long, hot day of making deliveries in my van when my boyfriend, George, turned up. The kids were at my mum's. Got anything planned? George asked. Nothing much, I said. I've got to pick up some keys from Jazz in Woolwich, he said. Fancy coming along? It wasn't much of an offer, but I'd go anywhere with George, even if it was only to his business partner's house in Woolwich and back again. I was mad about him. Half an hour later, we arrived at Jazzy's house. My cousin's here from India, Jazz said, introducing us. He can tell fortunes. He reads palms. Go on, then. Tell my fortune, I said, holding out my hand to him. Don't say a tall, dark, handsome stranger's about to come into me life, because that's already happened. I gave George a wink. Jazzy's cousin studied my palm with interest. Oh, my God, he said. You're going to be famous one day. What? I said, frowning. He nodded vigorously. Yeah, I can see it as plain as daylight. Everybody's going to know who you are. This is a recording.
ridiculous here like it hasn't really figured itself out yet when you go to the streets they haven't really divine defined themselves like a real style it's kind of all over the place really really, really copycat don't understand the rules a lot of ridiculousness and then the gallery scene is also kind of uh it's kind of funny the collectors don't really know how to collect they collect things they can't sell in other countries this is cc nombre he is a very popular visual artist from Brazil. He has now been living in Thailand for over three years, creating and contributing to the exploding Bangkok street art scene. Although it's completely like free here, like um, like if the cops stop you and things like that, you can easily talk to them. Kind of like Brazil, like they're usually looking for drugs. So if you just prove to them that you don't have any drugs, then you can you can talk a little bit like a normal person, then they usually just let you go. Only people I've ever known to have problems here were when they painted something like that was over something that was sponsored or bought by the royal family, or if somebody was just like blatantly like a bomber and they went out and did like, I don't know, a hundred bombs on one street in one hour. Like these are the only people I ever know who get caught. Normally if the police catch you, they either say go away or they just let you keep doing it once you explain it. Thailand. 
crazy thing about being in Thailand is Thailand produces a lot of their own paint. And like if you live in like the West and the United States or Europe or South America, all the paint that you're getting is like this low pressure stuff that's really expensive. In Thailand, we got this brand called It's got like 200 to 300 different tones and colors as well as different qualities. So when I use the spray paint here, it's a completely different ball game. I have like candy colors and transparent colors and ones that are high pressure and low pressure, like a whole bunch of different caps because we have like, uh, we have male cans here where there are female cans in the West, which makes a big difference. Right now I'm starting to get involved with a group called Bangkok Vanguards and we're starting to do some work maybe to uh, start painting some of the, the poor neighborhoods and the, the canal slums and things in Bangkok. And then uh, I'm also going to do a project with another uh, well-known Thai poet, uh, Zachariah Amataya, and we're going to be doing a hopefully an exhibition about street kids uh, coming up sometime next year in 2014. And then with D64 always, like, projects. Island. Imagine you're standing on the side of a boating lake and there are waves lapping up on the shore. And imagine that you dig a couple of channels in the shore so some of those waves are coming up into a little, little further up. 
and imagine that you then had to watch the waves rolling up those little channels at the side of the shore and from that you were able to tell how many boats there were on the lake and where they were going. Because that's basically what you have to do in hearing. By molecules that can vibrate and most of the time those molecules are air molecules so when things happen that cause a sound they cause those air molecules to vibrate and it's those vibrations that are actually detected by, by our, our ears. ears and then on in that our ears do an incredible amount of processing on the way up to the brain to actually be able to wave and tease out things that actually mean that we, we can hear ourselves in a meaningful environment I'm not, I'm not surprised when I hear a clattering sound. I, I, I immediately know that that's a, somebody dropping a fork in the canteen. So this is an amazing uh, technical problem for your ear. And of course part of that is the, that your ear has to decode, change, transitions, juice. Those vibrations, the vibrations of the air molecules are into a signal that you deal with. So it has to turn it into electricity. I think a lot of kids today of like say 21, 22 that go out clubbing will be surprised if I sat them down. Like you could sit them down and say, do you like this tune? A soul tune or something, or a reggae tune? They go, nah, not for me. Then you sit them and play a drum and bass tune, which has got maybe a sample of that reggae tune or soul tune in that. And they say, I love this, you know what I mean?
Hello, I can hear you. Right. We are connected, yes. <laughs> oh, I, I see Maggie. Ach so, Maggie's rooftop Ariel. I, I uh, listened to the sh to the show and I really it is really great. Uh, I I don't like comparing. Okay. It's different. <laughs> it, uh, your show has a lot of depth and creativity in it, and uh, you you uh, you go and ask people to to use uh, work of them, and you add uh, interviews and work of yourself, or. Yes. <laughs> is your name Maggie's Rooftop Ariel? Is that your real uh, name? Or? Yeah, okay. I, I call myself an artist and I, I don't know what the criteria are to be an artist. And if the main criteria you have to earn your money with it, it's not me <laughs> and I don't want it. And I had an exhibition some years ago. I decided I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it is one reason I, I love to, to make di digital art. For it is not about exhibitions most of the time, but about sharing in the internet. Yeah, the internet is, is very abstract. I, I don't like the internet, but the possibilities I have with the internet possibility to to um, look into worlds I, I would never reach just from from my home <laughs> here in Berlin I don't know um, how to answer answer this question because it, it is um, it changes all the time I paint and I draw and I sometimes I um, uh, make three-dimensional things and uh, something I'm fascinated fascinated about and I I want to create something and then I I do it and it doesn't matter if it is a painting or a video. It, it is. Uh, you have you have to to be with yourself in your making art. To be selfish, I think even. <laughs> and uh, the the people around you maybe um, when they love you and uh, they want to do things with with you and uh, they want you uh, to be in a special way maybe. And you cannot. You have to be crazy and. Uh, making art or whatever this can be very difficult for uh, people in a relationship I, I don't know actually I, when I lived in, in a relationship it is, uh, some time ago I I know I, I did not uh, create so much it is like that yes no, selfish, selfish may be uh, maybe a hard word. I, uh, it is just when when uh, when you have yeah, 
someone around that that uh, cares for you, 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 you at least I, I, I cannot create then. <laughs> it is not possible. <laughs> not in that intensity. I don't mind if uh, in, in the future there, there is a re relationship, it is okay. I, I have not to, uh, to make, uh, to create uh, intensively. It is okay, both. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Berlin Digital Media Artist Stephanie S. Carr. Thank you. 
most important war is with nature. So where is the legislator? It's not our governments, they're just a manipulator. They're a good illustrator and two a great educator, but they're just as sneaky as an alligator. They like to have nature as their aviator, but behind the picture they're the originator. Only worried about a minus on the calculator, because they have to be imitators of the people at the top of the elevators, where money is the main stimulator, and only interested in how to be better accumulators. Pretend to be warm as a radiator, but they're colder than a refrigerator. They're the generator and the creator of why we're at war with nature. Everything natural is now an evaporator to become a facilitator, raping our land to profit a dictator. It's hard to be an inhalator of these demonstrators because trees are our main respirators. When we stand up to these gladiators, our views are aired out through ventilators because they're too comfy in their incubators. They think they're an accelerator for improving nature, but they're blinded by a broken alternator. you know the obvious one, you've seen the man in the suit ordering the man who's exclusively trained in using a gun. They send our troops to every corner of this earth, everywhere under the sun, and seem to arbitrarily assault and ambush the local inhabitants for fame and fun. They always said that blood is thicker than water, but how about oil? I've seen a lot of all three wasted through the past decade of terror and oil. The war on terror, a million dead, and yes perhaps I sound disloyal, but the only soldier acknowledged is the ginger one who's also royal. Needless source of life, gun or knife, evil do the trick. The same routine on our own streets, Baghdad or Brixton, you take the pick. Forget the random killings, turn on your TV. And look, quick, it's yet another blown up village in the Middle East. So when will it click that there's enough civilians dying here at home every day? Walk down the wrong road, leave the house after 10, or look at some geezer the wrong way. So why is the emphasis on stopping criminals who are so far away, especially when for every terrorist a dozen civilians also have their lives to pay? It took them an entire decade just to find Bin Laden in a cave, but then again it's no surprise when you consider the fact that George Bush gave him weapons and training he learnt from the best with all those guns, who wouldn't be brave? 9-11 and suicide bombings, it's horrific how many lives we just couldn't save. All we have to show for our justified war in this Al-Qaeda fighter is red alerts, baggage scanners and a population that's significantly slighter. They'll glare at you, ask your intentions and make security tighter, but then proceed to kill a Middle Eastern man or woman, the justification is just because we're whiter. It reminds me of a certain villain we all know from World War II, except this time the tyrants are the head of the countries belonging to me and you. We need to discredit and abandon this ideology before this song is through, while citizenship and morality are still fleeting losers which we desperately need to pursue. The song you are listening to is called War by Joe and Rose, who collectively go by the name Urban Hippies. Um, we met a couple of summers ago through friends mainly. Um, and last summer, he won some money on the football, um, quite a bit. Um, and he treated all of us to go to Amsterdam. So he paid for us all to go there, got the coach over, stayed in a hostel, and he was just there for a week. Um, and that's when I really got to know him more. Um, and yeah, just been friends since there, really. Well, basically, it's having that sort of mentality, like that, that sort of hippie mentality about how you go across things but you can still do that within sort of like a, a western environment if you know what I mean like a city environment um, because I don't think I think we've kind of lost the love in our society a little bit at the minute Do 
Yeah, I mean, it's not really, is it? It's more, it's more spoken word. And I mean, this whole thing only started out because we just wanted to put our views and messages across, and it's just been great. The, the closest thing that someone has described us to really would be the streets, um, which I can kind of agree with because it is that kind of laid back style. However, they have a bit of a, or they did have a bit of a different approach to what to what we talk about. Um, I don't think we've really got a style or a genre that we've actually found comfortable with. I mean, we love doing the reggae one, and we just love using sort of the really old samples for some classic tunes. You know, if we think it sounds good, then we just use it. I mean, that's how that's how we do it, really. Yeah, it's my favourite as well. Um, we such an interesting way we wrote that one. Um, we was waiting for a train for London in Canterbury, and, and it was delayed for whatever reason, uh, about an hour. It was absolutely freezing, so we went and sat in the sort of the, the train shelter thing and just closed off. Phil had his laptop, and we just started writing down ideas for another song. Um, but literally within half an hour, we we already worked out what we wanted to talk about and, and everything. We, we even had like the, the sort of some of the lines sort of drawn up. We just really wanted to tackle more than the obvious war that we see going on more more of the undercover stuff that people just kind of kind of just disregard or, or don't see it I mean as it says we're at war with everything it's not just fighting other countries or, or anything like that politically um, you know scientifically culturally everything I mean it's, the world is sort of portrayed as a happy place um, but um, I wouldn't agree with them <laughs> this is the Maggie Thump Show broadcast please follow us on Twitter Maggie's Rooftop Aerial at LP1200 or you can go to our site at www.maggiesrooftopaerial.com
it's a fucking number one. It is. Whether well, you're like so or not, that is a number fucking one. And if, if that bastard don't go, then you I, I fucking retire. I fucking do. I think it Bollocks. is a good song. I agree, it is a good song. But it fucking well won't be unless we spend a little bit of fucking thought and imagination to fucking make it a fucking number one. You gotta put a little bit of fucking fairy dust over the bastard. You know, look at you know. Oh, put some fairy dust well, over it. I'll piss out of the time. I'm not fairy dust. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, I don't know what I don't know what it needs then, but ah, I know that it needs. I know that it needs strings. It that needs, I do know. Right, right. And it needs something at the beginning of that number to make the somebody remember it. That's, While we were arguing, we could be trying to get some some sound. Let's have a tune, I'm sick of this silence. Surrounded by air 
is the
this is the end of the show. Thank you for tuning in. We would like to give a special thank you to the Urban Hippies, Stephanie, Yes, Car, and C. C. Nam Dre. Goodbye.